Welcome be E Krieg het niet. The pop culture get off my lawn cast. Met de rom en de overpijnzingen van twee mid 40s curmudgeons starring naar het perspective van entertainment irrelevancy. Is there no wait? Is there no Dutch term for mid 40s irrelevance? Mid 40s curmudgeons? I believe those are uh, colloquial as they come around, so they apply to untranslatable. Yeah. Explain uh, oh, what I, the hell you're doing, my friend. Yeah, you know, I must have suffered a blow to my head because I, I just started speaking Dutch out of the... Uh, what, what am I doing here? No, uh, yeah. we are... I don't get it. The pop culture Get Off My Lawn cast featuring the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons staring down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. And we are back after a short layoff. That's like much shorter than I thought it was going to be. But uh, such is our dedication to our craft. Craft or crap? <laughs> I, I heard crap. I heard crap. The microphone picked that up. You hear what you want to yes. hear. My name is Bill Scurry. I am the founder and proprietor of a, a Netherlands BV called American Caesar Enterprises. And I am freshly relocated to the city yeah. of Amsterdam yeah. in the country of Netherlands, in, in the, Hol- the province of Holland. Me and Noah were going over this. Earlier, yes. he was asking me the semantic differences between these things. So so there you go. I got it laid out for you guys. And of course, the Noah that I'm referring to is... Uh, my name is Noah Tarno. I am the founder and senior quiz master of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. I am in the far less, far less exotic locale of San Francisco, California. Still exotic to some people, but not quite as exotic as Amsterdam. Can you tell me what we're, talk- what we're discussing this week? Yes. So we always talk about something the kids are into, something new, that something's hot. And today's topic is the Visigoths. Now, the Visigoths were a series of tribes that emerged from other Gothic groups during late antiquity oh, wait wait and they Noah, flourished hey, throughout wait, the western oh, roman time Empire. out time no, out what? i i think i think there was this uh, there was a fundamental misunderstanding we we are not talking oh, about we're not vi- talking about the visigoths i think no? you know what maybe the connection was garbled when we spoke i said vsco Oh, sorry. Not the, I thought that was weird. I didn't realize the kids were into Visigoths, so this makes more sense. What are we talking about, Bill? We were talking about VSCO girls, which I Visco guess... Visco girls. You know, now, that, now that I say that, it does it does sound... You know, I can't fault you for that. It does sound a little bit like Visigoths. <laughs> um, uh, and I'm a big fan of uh, King Vercingetorix, who was the, the head of the Visigoths. He was one of the finer Bronze Age uh, leaders in all of the European continent. But no, we were talking about VSCO girls. It's uh, pronounced Visco. Go, my friend. This is going to take a little bit of explanation to get here because... And going to take a little bit of creepiness <laughs> factor absolving ourselves of. We are basically analyzing preteen girls on this episode, so be warned, we will do our best not to go to jail. Okay. I think we, yeah, we have a wide remit to do exactly that. So yes, let, yeah. let's start off by saying that Visco Girls isn't actually... There is a thing called Visco, everybody. But that's a piece yes. of photo editing software. It's an app that people were using to apply filters to their phones to sort of give it a, a, a hazy, faded, boho, sunset California style. That's not what this is. But I think we're describing the term Visco Girl became a stand-in for the type of person who would use it, but it certainly means something different now. So, I, Noah, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is kind of the, I don't know if this is, we've done like a lifestyle before. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a little a little slippery. Is it? Is it not in terms of how you describe yeah. You know, it's a subculture, it's a style, it's a look. Uh, you know, it's something that's existed since time immemorial. I mean, in, in reading about this, it, it's the trend now. There are pieces in Slate and Vox and New York Times. The hot new girl trend now is Visco girls. But of course, the fact that it's reached that mainstream level, it's almost already peaked. 
And uh, the Slate article where I first heard about it basically made the point that Visco girls don't like being called Visco girls. And, and to a lot of them, it's considered an insult. So it started on Visco, and then it, I, I think a lot of them, yeah, you're right, aren't on Visco. I think it got more currency via TikTok, yeah. something we talked about before, and of course Instagram, which is still ubiquitous among kids these days. I mean, at least since the emergence of teen culture in the 50s, there have always been subcultures, groups, styles. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, characters, personae that kids adopt. Yeah. You know, one one antecedent from our childhood was Valley Girls in the early 80s. And then a little later, there were B-Girls and B-Boys. And then you go farther back to the 70s, there were punks. Of course, punks and, for that matter, B-Girls and B-Boys were attached to a certain style of music. Then you go back to the 60s, you have mods and teddy boys. And, uh, you know, you could probably go back to before rock and roll. I mean, maybe flappers were like this, like these in the 20s. Goths, or, another know, one. I mean, going back to your... Yeah, goths are... The top, goths but, yeah. are... Well, don't even go back. Goths are, still exist. So, you know, it's a character that these kids, mainly girls, play now. And what characterizes the Visco girls, I can tell, it's it's remarkably specific. She, and as far as I can tell, it's exclusively she, or maybe they these days, you know how kids are, wears um, oversized t-shirts over Nike shorts. There's a lot of branding here. The shirts are so big that often you can't see their shorts. They wear Crocs or van slip-ons. They wear puka shell necklaces. Uh, they use specific types of uh, lip balm. They carry around a hydro flask and a metal straw, another former topic of ours, because apparently they care about the environment, but not really that much. They just talk about saving the turtles. And uh, there are a few other. Uh, they, they carry one of those, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, those Scandinavian-named backpacks. Fjallraven you know, Duncan, it, yeah. Yeah, whatever that's called. Uh, it's a very specific agglomeration of brands, and it's become big this year based on... Uh, I, did you watch that video, The Ultimate the ultimate Visco Sleepover? And it's these Visco girls having a sleepover outdoor on a trampoline until the mosquitoes bite them so much. No, I didn't see that, but I can right. imagine what it oh, would be like. Exactly. It's really not that interesting. And uh, <laughs> scrunchies. They have a lot of... Scr- they're bringing back the scrunchies. Scrunchies in their hair, scrunchies on their wrists. There's also this brand... What's it called? Brandy Melville yeah. of shirts they wear. Although Brandy Melville sucks because they only have one size, which is small, which is just teaching all the wrong lessons. Uh, yeah, so it's a it's a style. It's like a lifestyle. It's a character. It's a, it's a role that teens play. What do you think, Bill? It's so weird to think about because I honestly... In good faith, I thought we were going to talk about another piece of software, and to, to there's not much. See, here's let's 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 handle that really quickly. Visco looks like it's fine and it's interesting okay. if you're into photography. If you're yeah. not, there's not much to say. I don't think. Yeah, no, no. Right? We're 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 discussing a lifestyle, and we're discussing, like you said, an aesthetic. That's why it's weird. I mean, yeah, like Noah led up top. It's like it, there there's a hazard to two forty year old, well, forty four year old guys talking about aesthetic choices that uh, teenagers, Gen Zers, I guess is who are in specific. It's it's Z who's who's making this a thing i i don't think anything of it i don't think it's a big deal i'm so separate from this now that uh, again i had to look this up very recently in the last 40 and, you know look i've had my hands full of a lot of details but in looking this up i looked at you know and i, I thought okay i i guess i understand what this is because we had similar things people would mimetically translate out um style hints especially to young girls when we were kids and those things spread like um, a California brush fire from one girl to the next. And, you know, and to a certain degree, it, is, it does with, with boys, too, or whomever you're going to just, It doesn't have to be girls or boys, gender gender nonspecific, but that's what we remember from our own childhood. I got a little choked on the consumerism of it, which you, you did mention. I think that 
that's yeah. really important is yeah. that there's 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 a brand loyalty to it, but there there is um, a lot of consumerism, a lot of conspicuous consumption because you need the right piece. It's not just a matter of having a shirt or a bag. It's like you have to have the bag. You got to have the shirt. You have yeah. to have the shoes. These things are specifically, you know, you need that that flask, that fucking water bottle, which I'd never heard of hydro flask. I've known Camelback. I, it's like I don't know what the fuck a hydro flask is. But it's you just need, a brand. It's I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I you know what that made me think of is have you read all these think pieces lately about um, there's the tech venture capital gray Patagonia fleece vest. Like the New York Times had done a story about that. Whereas no. one thing in particular that in South Bay, it had become this thing that Patagonia sold out of. And it, cause, and it, it is a piece of conspicuous consumption. It's the uniform of the successful tech guy had this gray micro fleece Patagonia vest. And that was, the, that was like the 31-year-old okay. guy's version of this, where you look the part. And you needed the, <laughs> you needed the right piece. If you, if yeah, you watch Silicon yeah. Valley, for instance, um, What's his name? The character of Jared wears that. Uh, you know, it's like a little bit of nice, nice bit of scene setting and dressing. Um, but that's what this is. It's like kids want the real thing. When we were kids, I remember it being Nike sneakers. If you go back to 1990, 1989, 1988, Nike sneakers, champion sweatshirts, and that applied to yep. you know every everyone that was girls and boys and whomever else was was looking for the right thing, and it needed to be the right thing because it was expensive. Yeah. It was a way of touting that you had enough money to buy it. The worst thing that happened to you was that you were a member of the club of people who were wearing the scrunchie and you, you have the right thing. You're, you're fitting in and so you're not gonna get bullied for fitting in. And one of the essays that I listened to pointed that out pretty rightly. It's like the consequence of adopting the style is minimal. So it's like, if you can, why not go for it? You know, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's all it is, is it could potentially be a social safety net. But of course the downside is, is that when you see what the the havoc is, I guess, is that it looks to me like there are far more, uh, there's a far greater quantity of people taking pot shots at it, making fun of it, mocking yeah. it, sending it up, than there are actually people subscribing to it. Well, but maybe that's now because it's already crested. Before it crested, we never would have heard of it because we're 44-year-old men who don't spend any time on Instagram, let alone TikTok or Visco or... Or, yeah, we don't follow. Yeah, we don't follow go- the right. Google Goo or whatever the new thing is. Google, Google. Um, Hulu, I guess, Hulu. is one of them. Yeah, that's a new Hulu. thing. Well, all the kids are on Hulu. On Hulu. Uh, you know yeah. what I heard the other day? Do you know what, what? kids? Who knows if this is true? Kids now don't use Google to search for something. If they want to search for something, do you know what they use? Infoseek. I don't know. Dogpile. Uh, no, they use YouTube. <laughs> Yes, so I if they want to learn you. something, they just look up a video. So that basically is going to make every marketer's job harder and more expensive. You can't do SEO anymore. You just have to make fucking videos. So I'm yeah. not looking forward to that. If that's true, I don't know. One moron, to- not a moron, a friend of yeah. mine, but who knows what he knows. He's almost as old as us. A lot of this I did. A lot. Of, I looked on YouTube for a lot of... Um, a lot of I was figuring. Yeah. Well, let me get the picture and the voice and the sound and, and then the actual personalities of the people. So I did. I did a lot of research on YouTube, and it was pretty fruitful to see that both the people who were taking pot shots at the Visco Girl and the people who were explaining it, or even quasi apologists. <laughs> There's a lot of them, but there are far, like I said, far greater volume of people denigrating and taking a shot at it. Right. That's you know that's right. the part that bothers me. It's like we'll we'll revisit this tack, and I'm going to hand it over to you in a second. But the ultimately because it's a thing that so many people think is safe to take a shot at and because the subscribers to it are 
young girls, that's extremely troubling that there's yet another cudgel to hit young women with in society. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I well, there's we're... always going to be a cudgel to hit kids. I mean, look, I know, but, for but me... Girls have, it, girls have it harder that way. They do. You know, like I said, I mentioned all the other stuff, Valley Girls, or when we were kids, what else was there? I don't know. There was the Madonna wannabes. I remember that one. That was the big one, Madonna. Yeah. yeah. And then just the look of, you know, the the ponytail to the side and the the neon shirt off your shoulder and all that. You know, and then, again, you go back to all the way to flappers if you want. Uh, This stuff is always going to be around. When I was little, I was so desperate to fit in and belong and be cool and be popular and, and, and be one of the pack that I would jump on these mini trends. Mom, I gotta get Air Jordans. Mom, I gotta get Vans. You know, this stupid crap. I didn't really care about fashion. I just wanted to belong. And then what happened to me when I reached teenage years is I radically went in the other direction and started mocking posers and and people who felt the need to conform, right? Uh, without being so much of a rebel that like, you know, I shaved my head when I was 15 or anything. I think that's a lot of the backlash is people like, oh, you're such a conformist. Fine, but they're kids. I mean, of course they want to belong. That's socialization. So yeah, this is very typical. Like you, I, I chafe a little at the commercialism of it, that it has to be all this nice stuff, the expensive stuff, more or less. I mean, I, I mentioned Brandy Melville. Apparently, even though they, they're they kind of you know shaming kids by it's all a small size, <laughs> someone said, oh, well, they, they talked to someone at Brandy Melville, like, all, all the size small, what about you know kids are people who don't fit in the small and they're like well they could buy a bag or an accessory that being said brandy melville apparently is not expensive so there's that and you can get puka shell necklaces and scrunchies for pretty cheap one of the things that i like about it i don't know there's an element of it i mean commercialism is here to stay and there's an element of it even within that seems a little democratic to me maybe i'm way off base here there's also the element that i think it's pretty unsexualized like the Madonna wannabes were very sexualized, yeah. right? And even the Valley Girls, I think, were more sexualized than this. But these kids look like kids when they dress this way. These girls in baggy t-shirts, right? That's a kid thing. Yeah, Puka they, shells, they, they unless look, you're a surfer. They legit look like scrunchies. kids. You're not wrong about that. Yeah, this is not... I mean, look, I'm sure there's someone who's turned on by this shit because of Rule 32. This stuff seems very unsexual to me and i think it's very dangerous anything that's aimed towards preteen girls or even little girls it's really kind of sick and scary how sometimes it drifts towards the sexualization of children female children and this seems you know maybe i'm wrong but this seems a little away from that it seems a little more honest to me and if kids are going to jump on a bandwagon they're kids what the fuck do you expect of them they're trying to find their place in the world they're trying to see who they are trying to want find where they fit in i'd be a lot more disturbed if the visco girl was 27 28 29 i'm a lot more scornful of the tech bro you talk about who's 31 partly because i meet all those guys and half of them are idiots um so <laughs> i'm scornful of them of course they they're 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 a lot of my best clients so <laughs> gotta keep that between you um, and me you know, between you and me and our our podcast listeners yeah so I can't hate on this. Yeah, I guess there's the it's another cudgel you're right to hit girls with fine, but but it looks like this will come and go really fast. And this seems a much less dangerous. A much it's a cudgel, but it's a less barbed cudgel. Hi, you must be new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a new hydro flask. Oh, you don't have one? Um how do you make your friendship bracelets then? That's kinda weird. Hmm. Well, save the turtles. Um, oh, these? 
These are just my scrunchies. I know she don't have one. Really? You keep that. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Noah, can you tell me uh, an explanation uh, as to why it's popular right now? This one is way high up on the list. Something we see about almost every topic we talk about here is it's popular because it's popular, it caught on, viral culture, the right people, right place, right time, and just the bandwagon effect. And this, it's more true of this than almost any other topic we talk about. It's such a specific agglomeration of elements, the shirts, the shorts, the shoes, the puka shells, the scrunchies. A lot of S's here. It just caught on in random luck of the draw. One thing I thought about, another recent topic of ours that I'm reminded of, is one Ms. Wilhelmina Montgomery Eilish. Mm. Um, I'm put in the mind of Billie Eilish. I mean, she wore, you know, part of her gimmick is she's dressed down, I believe, with baggy shirts very often. So Sportswear, yeah. Her right. popularity, yeah, it might be a chicken and egg thing, but her popularity might have goosed this trend, right? That's it. I mean, something's got to be big, right? And reading about this, it's interesting. It opened my eyes to some of these other little subcultures I didn't even know about. I was reading about e-boys and e-girls, you know about them? Yeah. And Instagram I, I, baddies I did and pick all up this. on that. It's all, it's a weird yeah. argument. It's a lot of strange little subcategories, yeah. which to me look only mildly aesthetically different from one another but yet there obviously are <laughs> uh, seriously well but people people said this about the punks and the mods and the teddy boys and the valley girls i'm sure the e-girls are um another recent topic belle delphine from what i can tell she's an e-girl right yes i think that's a pretty so, safe safe way to put it so there's gotta be something so why not this right sometimes you you do manage to crystallize these things yeah. I, you know that's gotta be something why not this? Why not this? It is remarkably close to what I wrote in my notes. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> okay, I kind of thought this is this is the textbook example. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about from my vantage point, from where you know where I came up as a kid many many years ago before social media and all that. This is a textbook example of safety in numbers. I was going to make a video game analogy that you essentially get passcodes or little cards sometimes that like the blue passcode opens up the blue door, so on and so forth in these video games. And when you know one of them leads to the next, and so if you have all the pieces, it kind of like is the infinity gauntlet. I got the, the Fjall Raven Kongen bag, and I got the shirt, and I've got the scrunchie, and I, I look the part, and I have the infinity gauntlet of all this basic stuff. And it's absolutely safe. And yes, I think the point you're yeah. making is it's it's mostly attainable. Now, we we have glanced across the top of this uh, as it being a class issue. I mean, it's yeah. also it's a race, and it's a class issue, too. So anytime yeah. you say the word conspicuous consumption, I think you're talking about white middle class suburban girls to some degree because that's who's or, showing or, up or higher than middle class higher or higher than middle class yeah I mean uh, trust me there are a lot of rich girls these days who do not dress like they're they don't wear Cher Horowitz's suits you know no 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 everything is sportswear I mean everything where right, they, they, right. They, like clothes that are designed to look down market but are very expensive like things don't look right. like top hat and tails anymore and that's fine but Even that's, that's but that's 30 years old I mean torn jeans were probably being sold for 200 bucks 30 years ago yeah. Yeah, so, sure. Well, no, you, you know me, Noah. I want mink stoles on a woman, and I want tails <laughs> on a man. That is, that's, that's, and that's dinnerware. Spats and tails. Spats, yes. sleep garters, I want all that stuff. You, you, you joke, but you are literally the only man I know who wears pocket squares with alarming frequency. So. <laughs> alarming frequency. On today's episode of A Black Girl Tries, we will be exploring an internet phenomenon. A sensation that has been sweeping the nation. The oh-so-popular Visco Girl. Now, what is a Visco Girl, you may ask? I didn't know either. I had to look it up. So I searched up, when the heck is a Visco Girl? Ooh, this is a thorny one. You know, usually at this point we ask a question, would you have liked this? Would you have been into this trend? 
if it were if it emerged when you were a kid or if you were a kid now. But let's open this up a little because it's so gendered and we were both very much male as kids. What would you have thought of this trend if it had emerged when you were a youngster? Well, there's no if you way. Are contempor- if the Viscos were your age contemporaries, the yeah. Visco girls. I tell you exactly where it is. And this is a lot of my um, sensitivity towards it is based on, I think, shame. It's based on the, mo- <laughs> the mockery and pillorying that is, I did. Uh, isn't all of, aren't all your impulses based on shame? They kind of are. Mine yeah. are. Healthily, yeah. yeah healthy, healthy, healthy amount of shame. Yeah. But I, I did a fair amount. Like the Madonna thing in particular, like granted that was 1985, 1986. I remember thinking there's no consequence for making fun of girls for wearing the sort of lace fingerless gloves and, and all those various things that Madonna, the tied up t-shirts around the waist, you know, the like a virgin type shit that she had from, from whatever her first album was. But um, the hitting of girls with that color and let's bring that metaphor up again. That was me doing that. Now, uh, I could say that we were all just a bunch of um, 10 to 15-year-olds, but it's still harmful. And I, I can't imagine the ego death that people suffered. Because, I mean, actually, I can because I know what I suffered. I wasn't wearing anything like this. And I felt like I was ground to a, a fine powder. And it's like, imagine if you came in wearing something specific that you tailored and you thought, this is going to win. I'm going to put this thing on and I'm, I'm going to be, you know, like, I'm doing this very intentionally. Not just because you showed up wearing the wrong shoes, but it's like, imagine if you had the right shoes and then people shit on you for it and, and like you were then right. given this name I don't know if it's as bad as it was I, I, when I was doing it when I was a kid and I can't I wasn't the only person doing it making fun of girls for, for fitting in for jumping on a trend being a bandwagoner but it wasn't it wasn't kind it wasn't a, it wasn't a good thing to do it doesn't make me feel good that I did it then and I don't think that I did it that late into my sort of adolescence but um I know that that was the impulse was to, you know what, you guys do that over there. You're going to wear the team colors for whatever thing you want. And we're going to be over here. We have our own fault line that we're on the side of. And our safety is making fun of you. So it's another herd yeah. mentality, you know, and that, yeah. that that's what I get sensitive about. And so conforming I, I, by not conforming, conforming by not and, and making fun of the people yeah. who try, if you want to think of it that way. So, yeah. no, I would not have liked it as a kid. I, I can look at it differently as an adult. But the honest part is that I would have been one of the detractors saying shitty things about it. And that's, you know. Nothing proud about that. Yeah, you know, I mentioned before I had kind of the sea change in my preteen years, maybe when I was 13 or 14. I'm like, fuck this, man, I'm going to be a rebel. So it depends when it would have hit me. I mean, before that, I probably would have just thought, oh, it's a girl thing, and maybe, you know, liked it because these girls seem real, so maybe they'll actually like me and talk to me. And, of course, it does. It does sound like maybe we haven't hit this hard enough that it is the popular girls, are the Visco girls. So yeah, sure. it would have been an aspirational thing. I want to get in with the popular girls because that's, you know, what a what a man wants. But then after my sea change, I would have scorned the shit out of it because it would have said, you're such a poser, man. You are wearing a uniform. You know, I'm not fashionable. And by doing that, I'm better. So yeah, that, that would have been my take on it. There's also one thing we haven't hit hard enough. We said the puka shells, but... Apparently it's like a beachy vibe, yeah. right? Like there's a there's a beach element thing to that. The tinted moisturizer, and I liked, yeah. I always like that. I've always I still like the beach. You know, even though I never surfed and never really wanted to surf. But despite that, I love the Beach Boys and I like uh, the beach. So there might have been some fan- fantasy beach element that would have appealed to me in these girls. <laughs> Welcome back to the channel. Literally, this is such a last minute video. We were literally sitting in this bed. Um, we just saw the trend that's going on right now about being a 
a visco girl. So what we're gonna do today is the opposite of the trend. And this is how to not be a visco girl. Is the rise, or perhaps the rise and fall, of the visco girl in any way a sign of the impending apocalypse? I don't think so. I think this is a confluence. It's a fairly simple confluence uh, of consumer culture. There are things alone that we have pissed on certainly every single step of the way of this show. Consumer culture, you know, Instagram performers, social media, this, you know, Venn diagram, a lot of this bullshit. I mean, yeah, you know what? Some of these things in particular are killers, society killers. You know, consumer culture is, is, is horrible. Instagram is terrible. Social media could be fucking toxic cancer poison and ironically though i feel like the confluence of those things for the big t-shirt and the scrunchies it doesn't mean that much even though it's using all the little bits and pieces of horrible horrible things i can't get worked up about it and that's just me as a 44 year old guy looking at this really harmless thing you know if anything i, I walk out of this thinking that i feel bad that uh girls can't just do things for themselves and for each other and not have to pay this price that they know goddamn well is coming yeah, their way. You know, it's like, you know, girls learn these lessons very early. I mean, my wife tells me these things when, you know, she she um, counsels younger, uh, younger people when she's about to write a book. And so she does a lot of extensive interviewing with people who are in a younger cohort. And what you know at 13 is now, today, is a lot different than what we knew when we were 13. If you're a 13-year-old girl, you know a lot more than, than they did back then. Right. And sometimes it's horrifying how much you, you're supposed to know the things you get introduced to when you're 13 years old. And so I wish that you could could just wear the shirts and the puka shells and the scrunchies and do that. We didn't even talk about the skis 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 and ayoop thing. You know, we we didn't. Oh even, yeah, yeah. We didn't Sorry, even talk yeah, about that. yeah. We, we got. We, yeah, there are two two every article. Uh, you don't mind that I jump in on go this, in. But, uh, every article talks about two uh, two slang terms that they use. They I don't even know how it's pronounced. Six 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 six. That sounds like the devil. It's SKS, 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 yeah. which means like I'm frustrated and it's supposed to imitate like smashing the keys of your keyboard. I find that kind of funny. And I oop. I, it took me like reading five articles to figure out what that meant. And I'm still not sure. What, did, what does it mean? What did well, you interpret it as? Mean? Both of those things are um, they're cribs from Drag Race. Uh, there's a drag race. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, there's a drag yep. race on that show called Jasmine Masters. Actually, again, I asked my wife about this. And uh, Jasmine Masters was like a quote factory. And so people watching the show got all these little bits and pieces, these ticks that Jasmine Masters would throw out. And I think that the thing was that was automatopoeic of the sound of a rattle and the rattle itself was like you were being thrown really? shade like yeah that's well i mean again oh i read it was smashing keyboard smashing it the could be hey the man th there's any you know there's a number of different ways of getting there but i heard it was automatic of a rattle right. so like if you would shake it at somebody if you were insulting them and i oop was i think that it was an inter an interjection where jasmine masters actually uh, struck his her own scrotum and that was like <laughs> oh, in the middle geez. of a sentence and that's what she's like oop and she's like i hit my t i hit my testicles and for some reason okay. Those things became appropriated. So, you know, that's that's what it's very weird. I'm sorry for I'm not sorry for it. I'm happy to talk about it, but it's a very weird side channel in all yeah. of this. Awfully, awfully specific. So, yes, yes, what were you saying? There is a you know a little bit of the appropriation thing in there too, that people looked yeah. at a drag queen, you know, on TV and all they did was just take this funny thing out of context. That's not really the influence I think I don't think we would have seen even just ten years ago. Now that it just shows up context-free that Jasmine Masters is 
is an influence, like just can create something that gets appropriated. Not mm. cynically, not like eating black culture, eating gay culture, eating gay black culture and passing it off as your own. It's just like, this is a funny thing that becomes meme That in some ways is, you know, that's an interesting transmission of an idea, of a funny mm. thing. I, but that's been going on forever. The I people know. on the margins, the oppressed. I mean, when we say something is cool, you know, this started with appropriating jazz culture yeah. in the 20s. Yeah. I mean, I'm sympathetic to most many marginalized groups, but I'm not sympathetic to complaints about you appropriated elements of our culture because that's how culture works. I, I'm and not that's, that's what I think this is Stuff a good always idea. seeps in from the outside. And yeah, you might not be getting credit, but like, really, is it that important to get credit for Ayoub? Th- I think this is a fair like, play example of that. That's what I'm saying. It's I think yeah. it's, a decent, let, let, it's a decent let, lift. Let's talk about the real issues. Like, you know, you are still oppressed for being for your sexuality or your gender or your your race. Let's not talk about your slang terms being appropriate because that shit's going to happen no matter what. Uh, sound of the apocalypse? No, because as I said before, this has always happened or at least since there's been leisure culture, or since there's been adolescent culture, there's going to be personae and, and styles, and, and kids got to be something, and kids got to belong. Kids have to be included, and they have to exclude. They have to conform by not conforming. So there is always going to be the trend. There's always going to be the style of kid. There's going to be the style of girl, because girls are a little more conformist than boys, at least as far as fashion and looks and appearance goes. So, yeah, it's got to be something. And like I say, like, better than it can be. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not sticking their asses into a camera. It's, it's less sexualized. So I see no signs of apocalypse here. The commercialization of it, the fact that it seems so tied to certain brands is a little disconcerting. But that ship has sailed, my friend. Hell, sometimes I may want to get fucked up and get carried to the car. Let me sleep in my back seat. I've done it many a times. Cause I didn't want to get fucked up and drive. When no one, I, I mean, be driving while I'm already fucked up. So, bitch, I crashed in my back seat for a couple of hours, and I ooh. oh, mm, I just hit my balls. Noah, is there any tinge of envy to any of this? Ah, uh, I wish there were think pieces about me. Yeah. But I say that about everything. That's true. Simply the fact that it's so popular that we're talking about it makes. And our our listenership like, loves the fact that you wish that. They love that. Okay. They love that about you. I don't know. I mean, no. I I, I I'm really searching for something to say. No, that's, that's envious fine. Of, I, I mean, look, it's the things I say about everything. I'm envious because it's popular for us to talk to. I'm envious of kids because I'm not a kid anymore, and I'm going to be dead before them probably. You know, I, I, I wish I could wear puka shells. You can't. You'd really have straight to, face. You'd, you'd really have to change your look up. But that would be tough to pull I'd off. Really, you know, I'm a skinny. As much as I love the beach, I'm a skinny, hairy guy. Puka shells aren't going to look good on me. Yeah, that's uh, true. I don't wish. I don't want to wear Crocs. I don't want to wear oversized T-shirts. I don't want to use Burt's Bees lip balm. You know what? I wit. This is this is getting off topic a little. I wish I found Visco interesting. I always kind of wanted to be a photographer, but I never really could get wrap my mind around it. Yeah, sure. Like, I, I had this period when I was a kid. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make a dark room in my apartment. And, like, I didn't get anywhere with that. It didn't go I, anywhere. I just, I'm not. Yeah, so I wish I were, like, a photography guy. But, again, we're getting back to Visco. And, and as we've established, Visco Girls is a very different topic than Visco. So, no. I, I think I have something akin to what – I don't know if there's an anti-envy, a sort of, um, you know, <laughs> totally polar opposite feeling. Yeah. I This just makes me really glad that uh, we are mostly freed of this hegemony of style and consumerism 
that I, I mean, I'm yeah. not saying that we're well, that, not. Well, that's a gift of being an adult. You don't feel yeah. as much of a need to conform, usually. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, I'm not. So I'm yeah, not, anti-MV, yeah. We're, we're still consumers, obviously, and we still pay attention to style, but it winds up being idiosyncratic, and, and to a certain degree, it's your own invention if you want it to be. This reminds me of how, how just, you know, stupidly quotidian the insults of being a kid were and not owning the right yeah. things. I fucking hate that. Oh. I We talked about that. I, it was awful. It was it's, it's fucking awful. It's deadening. It's just fucking numbing. It's oh. like Ambisol this all is, over your body. See, this, this is why I don't... I mean, I miss elements of being a kid, but like most of it, fuck, man. Being an adult is way better. It's trash, dude. Being a kid is trash, oh. especially today. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I just want to fucking five more years. Kill me. I'll be ninety. That's it. Get me out of. Get me out of childhood. Don't put <laughs> okay. me back there again. All right. You know, it's like the idea that uh, these girls are damned if they do it, and they're yep. damned if they don't do it. I guess, and it's like get yeah. just airlift me out of there, like like the the helicopter yeah. on top of the American embassy in Saigon. Just get me out of there. I don't want to have anything to do with it. <laughs> So I'm, I'm glad I'm far away from it. Ah, yes, yeah. but, but this brings us to our very last uh, notation, Noah. We have a little fun yeah. with it. We freelance yeah. this. The Jimmy yeah. Fallon's, the Felonian scale, the, yeah. the spectrum of, of America's yeah. most hated social monster, Jimmy Fallon, at, at one end. And on the yes. other end, the great things in society that we love, like ice cream, kittens, rainbows. Um, I'll, I'll ask you, Noah, where does uh, Visco fit on, Visco Girls as a phenomenon fit Visco on that girls. scale? Right in the middle. Maybe one degree above the middle because giving it the nod for the lack of sexualization. Dude, someone's going to say, like, oh, man, like, you do not understand sexualization. Like, there are tons of signify... Why am I doing, like, a bro voice for this? Because it's not going to be... <laughs> I bro. like your, gonna, your bro essay. Yeah. Dude, man, I majored in women's studies. No, it's just, um... <laughs> there's going to be someone who's going to tell us we're full of shit because there's going to be all these signifiers we're not seeing that, like, are about making her a sexual commodity. Fine. With the shells and the oversized Okay, point it out. I'd be happy to I don't to know, whatever. But, but, yeah, a degree above middle. I, I still got to sit down one day and look at all the 100 or so topics we've talked about and, like, rank them. Come up with a definitive ranking, top to bottom, how I think about these things. Of course, like, half of them I'm going to have forgotten about by now. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so this is, like, one degree above middle. I, I think that's that's perfect, yeah. Although I don't remember exactly what I said about Billie Eilish. You know what? This has to be better than Billie Eilish. Sure. Because this sounds, this seems a little, I hate to say it, a little more authentic. Authentic? Is that the word? Billie Eilish was fine, but there was an element of contrivance to her yes. that I don't feel as strongly with this. Yes. But Great. this isn't asking for as much. This isn't art. This is just a random signifier. So, like, it has less of a chance to be contrived. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Am I making any sense at all? What about you? No, you're completely right. It, it, is, it is directly Thank in the you. middle. In fact, if anything, I thought this is the aesthetic uh, lifestyle equivalent. If, if you could dress and adopt Flex Seal, partly ironic. <laughs> partly no, ironic, dude, Noah. I like Flex Seal. Way, Flex Seal was way more entertaining. But than par, it was partly ironic, way but, but more. fully, fully useless. Let's put it that way. And that's why I no. sort of think of it like that. I think that takes us to the end of this. I have nothing more to say. Okay. Everybody, thanks for bearing with us through uh, the short hiatus. <laughs> we, we can't promise there won't be more in the future. And this, of course, oh, was... There's, there's going to be a lot of hiatus. Yeah, the yeah, no, it's true. Uh, before I go any further, I want to give a wonder... So I want to give a shout-out to uh, our latest uh, iTunes review. We Thank you for the iTunes reviews. We've been very lucky with iTunes reviews. We have one three-star review. We have one one-star review from someone who's probably a Russian bot. Either that, how did I put it? Either a Russian bot 
or a child and or an idiot. Um, <laughs> but most of them are five-star reviews. And our latest review uh, is from a friend of ours, a friend of mine, Mary Catanzaro, the scavenger hunt queen of New York City as the, as the president of Pogo Events. And uh, cool if I read this entire review, Bill? Go ahead. So she writes... I absolutely love this podcast, love in all caps. Noah and Bill have me literally laughing out loud with their wry insights. I love the word wry. And everything from Black Mirror, a favorite, to Jimmy Fallon, the biggest sign of the apocalypse, according to these guys. While I don't always agree with their musings, all hail Aziz Ansari. Well, we like to sitcom. I appreciate the thought and research that goes into every show. Full transparency, Noah is a friend of mine, but listening to him talk about buying a bottle of Fireball whiskey and CBD oil... When I know he is a diehard teetotaler, to really understand the trends is one of the reasons this resonates. I am also loving learning about preteen Noah and how he became the awesome dude he is. Aww. I don't know Bill, but after listening to two or three episodes a day, I did say I'm obsessed, either that or she's in prison, I can say I love this guy. I don't know how he does it, yes, but he makes his brand of pretension charming. Well, that's what we go for. (laughs) I have two main reasons I love this so much. I really enjoy how Noah and Bill play off each other so well. It is very apparent that these two know their way around a microphone. I also love how much they know about pop culture. Every once in a while, they will say something about a memory from my childhood that cracks me up. It happened in the very first episode when Noah mentioned the photo mat in Back to the Future. What was the... Re- oh, it was about Snapchat, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so, yeah. Uh, from that moment on, I was hooked. Keep up the good work. Love your biggest fan. I'm going to click on the thing that says, was this review helpful? As I yes. did, too. Yes. Yeah. So thank you, Mary. Uh, you can learn more about her at pogoevents.com. No, I appreciate that. She's a good egg. That's a textbook review right there. Uh, in fact, yes, you should, you should give us a review. Go to iTunes, uh, Apple Podcast. Reviews, is, they make... It's the lifeblood of this show. It, it keeps us going, it, and it also um, optimizes us to be found by other people accidentally. Uh, other things you can do is find past episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts, look Google Play, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all the rest of the greatest hits, and uh, tweet to us, at Noah and Bill Show. Some of you do, and we appreciate that. I am on Twitter, at William Scurry. I am just, I am a mere nine hours ahead of Noah Tarno and six hours of where I was previously. But I do live on, I do live on Twitter. It's a great place. It's a great equalizer, clearinghouse for everything. And my video work is on YouTube at youtube.com slash amcaesar. Noah will tell you about himself right now. Uh, I'm all about the big quiz thing, bigquizthing.com, on Twitter, Instagram, all the other places. And hey, this fall, we are branching out again into public trivia game shows. We are mainly about corporate and private events nationwide. But we're doing a little more public events, and as I as I always strive to tell people, uh, one of the things that separates us from your typical bar trivia is that this is fun no matter how dumb you are. Uh, so what do we got coming up? Uh, we teamed up with QED, a fantastic venue in Astoria, Queens, in New York City. We're doing a series of events starting October 2nd, a Comic-Con-themed DC versus Marvel event. We also have Halloween, Disney, and Star Wars events coming up. And then here in San Francisco, I will be hosting a series of outdoor quiz shows at the brand new Salesforce Park. The fantastic finally opened above ground public play space uh, located in the financial district. And those start October 16th. Details about all of that at bigquizthing.com. Inquire about your own custom events, even if it's not in San Francisco or New York. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, and you could follow me on Twitter at Noatarno, but not a whole lot of reason to do that. Thank you. That sounds like a lot of fun, and and I, I'm, you know, I'm chagrined. I'm chagrined to miss all that stuff. Uh, I, I am contributing yes. some some work for you uh, for free, which is nice. Um, yes, Bill. Bill has joined the Big Quiz Thing team in a very casual capacity. Uh, we are we are between uh, 
graphic designer, so Bill is 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 filling the breach quite ably. Uh, you know what? People look at me and they think, "Hey, that guy fills breaches." He's a breach filler. So uh, until next time, when the Visco girls uh, join up with the Visigoths and sack the city of Rome one more time, I think that we don't get it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises, 2019.